Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast, fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle programs created for your goals and your reality. No magic pills, no judgments, and no time to waste. Let's get into it. Justin McClintock, thank you for tuning in, downloading whatever you do with podcasts to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. I appreciate your time and you being here. We're talking about cherry picking today. I think I'm going to call this one Stop Cherry Picking slash Follow the Damn Program. And this goes for lots of things. The cherry picking stuff we often see in a CrossFit context people who read workouts and only come in for the things they're good at or the things they feel good about, or maybe just the things they really enjoy, right? While you certainly see this in CrossFit, I'm here to tell you it also happens with one-on-one programming. You will see people skip certain movements or even certain days on a very regular basis for one reason or another. Sometimes this is relatively rare, but sometimes you will also notice suspicious results coming in for movements that might lead one to believe if one were a suspicious type person, then the movement might not actually be happening. Now, why is this? And it happens with physical therapy. It definitely happens with nutrition. And we're looking at sort of the the dual issues here of only doing the parts of the program you like or being pretty inconsistent with the program, whatever the program is. Whatever program you're following, whether it's some kind of group fitness, CrossFit or otherwise, a one-on-one program, if you have a YouTuber you're following, you're doing their stuff, you need to do the thing. Programs are designed with a purpose and a reason. Whatever the program is, typically you can find out what that reason is. The person or people or company or whatever designing the program will tell you what it does. It will lead you certain results. It will let you feel a certain way. It should get you out of pain. It should make you stronger. It should help you lose weight. It should put on muscle. It should, whatever the results are, usually that's what people lead with. If not, you should certainly ask, what is this program? Why are we doing it? If that aligns with your goals, maybe this is a good program for you. However, you need to do the program. You need to have some trust in the credibility of what's going on. If you don't, that's a problem, and we will come back to that. But if you've chosen a program for a reason, I would say you need to do the program. Ideally, it it works for your life, it works for your schedule, it aligns with your goals. If you don't do it, not only is it going to be very hard to judge the efficacy of the program, We see this on a fairly regular basis. People cherry pick workouts or they only do half of the program and then they say, well, I was expecting better results or this doesn't work for me or this doesn't really get me where I want to go, but they didn't actually do the program. So it may or may not be true. They, there's lots of reasons people don't do the program. They didn't like parts of it. They found parts of it uncomfortable, sometimes not just physical discomfort. Sometimes people get emotionally uncomfortable with not being able to do things well or having weaknesses sort of pointed out. On that note, when you're doing the program, communicate how it's going. Certainly give results. And I talk a lot about this. We had a feedback episode a couple of episodes back. Go listen to that if you want some pointers to how to communicate these things. But you should be communicating how you're doing. Sure, the numbers are really good. 
I want to know the numbers that you back squat today if it is a back squat day. But also, how did it feel? How is the program feeling? What do you like? What do you not like? And you should have some venue to communicate this. If it's one-on-one, -on -one, then certainly communicating with your coach. Ideally, the way we do it, constant communication, basically daily check-ins, coaches reading what you're doing, back and forth with that kind of stuff. If you're in a group fitness class that's being led by somebody, that that's your coach. Talk to your coach. Let them know how it's feeling. They may or may not have the power to change your program, depending on what situation you're in. They might be able to modify it for you that day or on a day-to-day -day basis. They might have the power to communicate to whoever is writing the program, saying, hey, we're noticing these five different people have mentioned this part of the program isn't working or isn't feeling right or isn't just vibing with them. Maybe we should change it. If it's a large, giant group fitness program, a lot of these places have Facebook groups or forums or some place where you can sort of talk about what's going on, talk about how you're feeling, and maybe you get feedback from the person writing it or the organization overseeing it. Maybe it's more of a group think forum kind of thing where someone else will chime in and say, I felt that before. Here's what I did to solve it. Here's what worked for me. A, B, C walk you through some steps and perhaps can be solved that way. So communication, really important. Also ask questions as part of this communication. If you're not sure, if you do something and it's uncomfortable or you do something and it feels unpleasant or there's something you really don't like doing and it keeps showing up in the program, it's reasonable to ask why it's there. It's reasonable to ask if there's another way around. If that's the roadblock, if Bulgarian split squats being on a Thursday and you know they hurt and you know they're awkward and they feel tough and you don't like doing them and you feel silly setting them up, if that's enough of a roadblock to stop you doing Thursday's workouts or to stop you doing the Bulgarian split squats in your Thursday workouts, I think it's reasonable to ask, is there something else we could do? And the answer I suspect would be yes. Or the answer might be no, these are so important and so vital to your program. We have to keep them here. Here's why we're doing them. Here's what I expect it to look like. Here's the results we'll get. Here's an approximate timeline of how that would happen. Both of those are acceptable. And one might make you less happy than the other, but that's a very reasonable communication. Other reasons that people cherry pick or don't follow the program. I urge you to avoid the excuse pitfall. And this has to do a lot with motivation and consistency for sure. We've covered this before, but it's easy to have a, some, a workout that just isn't your favorite thing, whatever it is. If you love sprinting and it's a long grindy workout, this isn't your favorite thing. If you live for cycling a barbell and this is a all gymnastics workout, this isn't your favorite thing. If you really like going light and fast, and this is a single heavy effort kind of workout, this isn't your favorite thing. It's easy then to start making excuses why you shouldn't do the workout at all or shouldn't do some version of the workout. Oh, last time I did this, I got really tired and I was wiped out for a couple of days and I have a really important thing tomorrow, so I, I can't do this workout. That's one example. There's lots of ways this happens and it can lead to people not even ever getting off the couch. Having some part of a workout that doesn't exactly align with what they wish it was or what they want it to be, and that stops a workout from happening at all, which, if one can take a step back, is pretty detrimental. Better to maybe skip a portion or do a different version of workout 
reach out to a coach, reach out to the program, reach out to whoever's happening and say, this workout has 30 deadlifts in it. I really dislike doing deadlifts for speed. I find it hard to keep my form. I'm a little nervous about moving my back that way. Is there something else I can do? That's very different than, oh, this workout has 30 deadlifts in it and I don't do deadlifts as part of a conditioning workouts, so I'm not doing this workout today. Those are two different things. In one scenario, the person says, oh yeah, I totally understand. Lots of people feel that way. We have part of our population really enjoys this deadlift stuff and they are really good at it. They have impeccable technique. That's why we keep it in. How about for you? We're going to do some Russian kettlebell swings. Totally reasonable. Hinging movement, generating power. We're going to light up your core, but we're really not going to put a ton of strain on your back with the way we're going to do it. Now we have a way forward in the workout. The other way just means nothing happens. We went from a small, relatively small impediment in a workout to sedentary. And that is a big step backwards almost any way you look at it. Avoiding the excuses. Another way of looking at this that I really prefer is making it mandatory. Figure out what your schedule is going to be for this program. And typically, I like to start with as little as you think you can do. If someone comes to us at Feel Strong and is like, so I used to work out a lot, but it's been a really hard year. I've lost a lot, but I'm ready to get, get I'm ready to get back into it. I'm super motivated. I want a full strength and conditioning program. I want to move heavy weights. I want to get sweaty. I'm ready to start tomorrow. I want to work out six days a week. Most of the time, we will try and talk them into three or four days a week and start there. Let's do three or four days a week. I know you're excited. I know you're motivated. I believe you can work out six days a week. But Let's make sure this actually works. New stuff is hard, new habits are hard, new behaviors are hard. What's the smallest number we can do and still be effective? So if you think you can work out six days a week, let's say for example, and we have a consult and you are really insistent. You're Justin, I know, yeah, I listen to the podcast. I understand all the reasons. I can do six days a week. Maybe we would settle on, all right, I'm gonna give you three core days a week, three the three pillars of your workout program are going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm also going to give you an optional Tuesday and an optional Saturday. Do them, don't do them. If you do them, they will have some effectiveness. If you skip them, that's totally cool, I understand. Let's see how it works. I want to do this for three weeks. If we get three weeks in and you've hit your three core days, and had, let's say, over three weeks, that would be six optional workouts. Let's say you did four of them. Pretty good, pretty consistent. Missed two, but they were optional. They were on the cutting board to start with. I would say, great, let's bump it up. Let's have four core days, and we'll, add, we'll still have one, maybe two optional workouts, probably one. So we'll have four quote-unquote unmissable days, mandatory days, and one optional day. Build it up like that because I think the program has to be mandatory. I think it has to be like eating food, like going to work. You wouldn't just not go to work, I expect. There are things in your life that are not negotiable. You don't, you're not going to not go to sleep. We've all stayed up at a night or had a long night or had to work overnight. That's fine. But at some point, you're going to go to sleep. It's not a thing that you can just not do. 
Why? Because it's really important. It is vital to your recovery. It is vital to you being a human being. It is super important to you being the kind of person you want to do, uh, the kind of person you want to be. Pardon me. You need to make this program, whatever it is, whether it's the one-on-one -on -one with us, your group program, some online thing, following the YouTuber, which is also a group program, it needs to be mandatory. It needs to be something immovable that works in your schedule, that works with your life. Otherwise, it's gonna be the first thing on the chopping block. And if you're already leading toward cherry picking or not really following the program, this can be a reason why. If you notice that you're missing things, but it's because, oh, I don't, I'm not really gonna have time to work out this morning because other things are coming up. I understand. I am not saying schedules are really hard. Life is really hard, especially now, depending on where you live, there's still all kinds of school issues and childcare issues and work issues and work from home, but now we're not working from home. Add that on top of all the normal stresses of life with relationships and finance, and it goes on and on and on. I am very empathetic with all of this. We will find a way that it works with your life, that it works with your schedule, so it can be mandatory because it's something you need, you decide to do it. You wouldn't decide to do it if you didn't think you needed it. No one who doesn't think they need to exercise, exercises, nobody. So make it mandatory, find a way that it can't be moved. After that, if you're like, yep, I am consistent, I can do it, I've got my three or four days a week, I'm crushing it, you know, most of the time it's in the morning, once in a while I do it right after work, but it is a thing I do, there are not excuses that can make me uh, miss these things. The next step a lot of times is removing your ego. And we find this, this usually takes a little bit of digging and questioning and asking open-ended questions and then listening for long periods of time. And we find that people are missing things. I find this more in group programming than one-on-one -on -one programming, but people are not coming to classes or not coming to certain days or not coming to on certain movements because their ego gets in the way. And especially with experienced exercises, this happens. Certainly there's a little bit of it with beginners, people haven't done this before or haven't done your type of training before, but it's very easy, well, relatively easy as a coach to say, hey, you just started. Everyone knows you just started. Everyone in this room at one point just started. It is completely unreasonable for you to expect to compete with these folks because you just got here you have lots of gifts you're you are your individual you have this unique training history you have this unique injury history everyone came in with this don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle you're great and that's most of the time with most people some version of that talk works reasonably well you know in two months you're going to be a whole different person watch what happens great with the experienced exerciser, with someone who's been doing this, doing your fitness modality, doing your kind of exercising for a while, and maybe they stop or life got in the way or they became less consistent or they had a significant injury setback or they had a significant life setback, they come back and they know or they fear that they're not going to be where they once were. And, spoiler, they're probably right. They're probably right. If you are a someone who goes to the gym five days a week for an hour at a time and you do your weightlifting or Olympic lifting or powerlifting or CrossFit or some other high intensity exercise 
and you get very inconsistent for 12 months, in those 12 months, you will lose strength, you will lose endurance, your coordination won't be where it once was, your proprioception won't be where it once was, it won't. The only way to get it back is starting over. And you're not starting at the beginning. But yes, when you come back, you won't be where you once were. And especially with people who used to be sort of at the top of the leaderboard or one of the strongest people in the room or one of the fastest people on the field, we find that they can have a very hard time coming to the days that will expose what is now a little bit of a weakness that used to be a strength. And this is a big problem for a couple of reasons. One, they're missing the workouts and they're missing exactly the workouts they need. This is someone who, let's take an example, we've talked back squat several times already, so let's just stay with the back squat. We have a guy who could back squat 405 for one pretty consistently. 405 was his PR, but you know every five or six weeks he would squat 405 for a single once or twice. Strong dude, undeniably a strong dude. Goes away, life gets in the way, things happen, doesn't touch a barbell for a year, comes back. On 5x5 five five squatting day, he may not want to come in because he's afraid that he won't be able to get up to his old 5 rep max. He won't be able to do 5 at 365. And he's absolutely right. Maybe he's going to do 5 at 135. But that is the road back to building this skill that would make him very happy and would make him very satisfied and will feel good and he it will feel good and it will come back and i can't tell you for sure depending on who this individual is that they will definitely squat 405 again but we can absolutely make them strong again and make them move again and having their ego get in the way is keeping them out of it so that's not good they're not doing exactly the workout they need so doubly bad. Not only are they skipping a workout, which is a bummer, but they're skipping out a workout that's almost just for them. It's something that they used to enjoy, that we know they can find satisfaction from, that we know they can use as an anchor in their fitness. An anchor, one of those things that they look forward to. When it shows up, they do show up. It should be one of those things. It's keeping them away. And also on top of that, it's doing emotional damage to them because they're not going in and then they feel bad about not going in and they're beating themselves up and visualizing these poor performances or people laughing at them or people making fun of them somehow for not being strong enough. And none of that happens. And this is, I think, the last point for the cherry picking, follow the program part. Remember, nobody cares. Super important, nobody cares. People do get competitive people notice what's happening around them and they forget it almost immediately. Everyone is focused almost completely on themselves. I know you have people you love. I know you have people you care about. I bet you have some friends that you could tell me their achievements, but you don't feel worse about them if those achievements go away. If you have a friend who ran a marathon in two hours and 30 minutes, and then they ran a marathon in two hours and 41 minutes, you don't think less of them. You might not even understand the difference. It's still really impressive. You probably still tell people that your friend is a super fast marathoner. They ran in like two and a half hours or something. Your friend might be devastated by that additional time. 
They might be bummed out. They might think less of themselves because of it, and they might not even want to tell you the score. I'm here to tell you nobody cares. These small achievements are important because they're important to you. They're important because they make up one of a million building blocks that make you an interesting, engaging, wonderful person. That 405 back squat or two and a half hour marathon, you're the only person who cares about it. You should care about it. Your coach should be very interested, but you're the only one who cares, who really cares about it. Your coach should care about you. People should care about you. Don't get wrapped up in these tiny numbers, these tiny pieces that don't actually move the needle in real life. Other reasons you might not follow the program, we talked about the touched on this for a bit earlier. Maybe you don't trust it. And if you don't trust your program, if it doesn't have credibility with you, if you don't believe it can give you the results that you want, that are the reason you came in, you should ask for something different. If you're in a place you really like, a gym you really like, a coach you really like, say, hey, this program, I, I, I don't think this program is going to get me where I want to go. And maybe you have reasons or maybe it doesn't look like a program you followed in the past that you really liked, or maybe your coach just doesn't have credibility with you, or maybe the gym doesn't have credibility with you, or it did, but you're noticing other people are not getting the results that they want following the same program. You need to ask for something different or go someplace else. If you don't trust it, skipping around and doing 40% of a program is not the way forward. It's just not. It's not going to work. There's lots of programs. There's lots of coaches. If you don't trust it, you need to move on. If you do trust it, but you aren't doing it, if you trust the program and it has credibility and you believe it can do what you want it to do, which are the results you're going for, which align with your goals, and you aren't doing it, you are doing yourself and the program, whether that's the coach or the company or the, the service, whatever it is, a significant disservice. You are self-sabotaging yourself, setting yourself up for failure, and doing the program, the coach, the service, a disservice by not letting them serve you in the way they are ostensibly experts at serving. Let them do the thing they're good at. Let someone work their magic on you. Let someone lend their expertise to making you a better person. It may not always be comfortable. It may be physically uncomfortable. It may be emotionally uncomfortable. Maybe you don't like going to a gym on your own and hanging out in the free weight section and doing a bunch of stuff. That's completely understandable. And maybe there's ways around it, and maybe it's something that needs to be worked through. But if you believe in the program and you're not doing it, it's damaging for everybody involved. And I think it requires a little bit of self-reflection, hopefully some communication with the coach and the program so we can get it sorted out. Because getting you moving in the direction you want to be moving as soon as possible and as efficiently as possible is really important. Stop cherry picking and follow the damn program. Thank you so much for listening to Feel Strong Fitness. We're going to call it there. Again, my name is Justin McClintock. It would mean the world to me if you all would go on Apple Podcasts, uh, write a review. Writing a review helps tremendously with this stuff. If you have five stars lying around, drop them there also. It's a big help. 
You can share this podcast with people, mention it your social media, take the screenshots. You, there's even a share button in uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I think Google Play has one too. You can just like bomb somebody with this podcast, send it to them out of nowhere. I love that stuff. Thank you so much for the referrals. Thank you so much for the word of mouth. It means a lot. I really appreciate it. I'm Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Please visit us at feelstrong.me. Find us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. You can DM us to get started, pick our brain, rate and review us on iTunes. Please, five stars there. makes a really big difference. And folks, remember, we don't work with everyone, but we'll talk to anyone. If you're ready to get started today, so are we. Thank you again, and feel strong.